everyone, meteorologist Joe Martucci here with the Something in the Air podcast. We had quite the deluge of rain at the end of the month, one that took us from teetering on drought to record rain and flooding rain across parts of the area. And while it was cool at the beginning of the month, remember, we had a heat wave in the middle of the month and temperatures, you might be surprised where they ended up by the time all was said and done in April. Of course, we have to talk about those tornadoes at the very top of the month on April 1st. We're going to get through all this with Dr. Dave Robinson and I. So tune on in to the Something in the Air podcast. All right, so Dr. Dave Robinson, happy birthday month to you. Coming up. You as well. You as well. Our May 13th birthday coming up on a Saturday. Any, you know, it's on on a Saturday now. Any big weekend plans for you? Actually, we're going to hiking that day with a friend. Um, So we don't know where yet, but it's it's planned to go hiking. All right. Very nice. If you remember our birthday last year, kind of like the last weekend of April that we had. If you remember, it was uh, foggy and misty, at least by me at the shore. Maybe it was different by you, but by me at the shore, it was like in the 50s with a heavy missed well let's hope that's not the case this year but uh, uh yeah. who knows we're we're in a pattern that winter lovers would have died for in <laughs> january and february this year it only came three months too late yeah my favorite question is always what would have happened if this was snow and of course we're talking about the uh storms that came over the last weekend of april um, it was from April uh, 28th into the 30th here. Inches of rain across the Garden State. Um, Dr. Robinson can fill us in on that. But we, we needed the rain. Uh, that was for sure. Uh, maybe a little too much rain in spots. We had flood advisories and flood warnings out uh, throughout the weekend. I w- did want to give you a stat, though, here. This is from Millville. So before Thursday, Millville had 2.63 inches of rain. That was in the top 20 driest in its history. Now, records go back to 1947. You know what place they're in now after the weekend's over? Well, they're probably up around seven inches, if not above, which would probably put them certainly in the top 10. They are number one. They just had their wettest April on record, 8.7 inches of rain in Millville for the month. And over at ACY, it was actually drier, 1.64 um, that was the 12th driest, and then they ended up rocketing up to number four at 6.52 inches of rain. So uh, we did a lot of damage in a short period of time. I'll turn it over to you. You know your thoughts on the on the weekend and where we were. You know where we're going now in terms of precipitation. Yeah, well, you know, you've probably heard me say this before. It's liquid gold. Um, the other thing that I commonly say as we go into the summer you like to have a cushion uh you like it the groundwater levels up in south jersey the river is flowing well the reservoirs near full capacity in the north groundwater up the river's flowing the soil moisture ready for planting sometimes too much um we weren't in that position just a couple weeks ago there were legitimate drought concerns um we had northeast part of the state in the early stages of drought. The re- most of the rest of the state was abnormally dry. And you just flipped the switch and we had one to two months worth of rain uh, from a, a couple of overperforming systems. 
We had a few other overperformers early in the month in parts of the state. So we've got a cushion. Yeah, it was uh, much needed. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Good. No, no, we've got, I mean, the groundwater has taken a long time to come back from late 21 and 22 and 23. Um, groundwater in Cape May County, parts of Cumberland County, over to Salem. And it's not ideal yet, but it's coming back and it's it's back some and it's coming back. Um, so you never, I told my class this this morning, you can never let your guard totally down in this state because of the finite water supplies we have. In the south, it takes a long time to replenish the groundwater. Uh, in the north, you can drain your surface reservoirs really quickly. So even going into this con- water consumption season, if you will, in good shape, I've seen us with drought watches by the 1st of August if the rains don't continue and it gets hot. Um, so we bought ourselves some time. And immediate concerns are alleviated, but that we can never let our guard down here in New Jersey. So overall, would you say, you know, besides the big benefit, right, we got a lot of rain. Is it is it are we taking this as a win all in all, though, what we saw over the past couple of days? A a, a big win, unless, you know, your Rutgers Day that had to move (laughs) to keep the numbers Uh down. Yes. And certain festivals and ball games and track meets and who knows what. I mean, it was the timing was miserable. We've had a, a lot of rain on weekends for the last month. Uh, so the timing could be better. But, yeah, it, it's a huge win. I mean, look at the wildfires we had early in the month. That's just a memory now. Yeah. Uh, but even there, we know how quickly the Pinelands can dry out and get back into the fire business. But no, this, this was, it was an awful lot. It was too much in certain spots. Um, The driest parts of the state still got two inches of rain last week, twice the normal. And that's up in the far Northwest corner of the state. Um, But even there, you have place up near high point had eight inches of rain for the month of April. They had rain earlier. So this is a huge win for the garden state. Do you, do you have, who had the highest total in the state from this? Do we have the information yet? I have information for the, uh, yeah, I, I've got some information for the month. Okay. Uh, hey, okay, go ahead. You can tell me who had the most. For the no, month. no, for, for the state, um, it looks, no, that's for the last week. I haven't looked at the monthly values for the state outside of Ocean, Cape May. Okay. And- Atlantic County. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that a little bit later. I was actually just asking about the storms, you know, for the two for the weekend rain. Do we have any top totals from that? Yeah, for the weekend, um, if you include the rain through this morning at all, yeah, uh, up in uh, Eatontown in Monmouth County was uh, eight point zero three inches was the top, and the least was up in Warren County in Freelinghausen Township. Mm -hmm. 2.17. 2.17. Gotcha. And so, I know, I think Fortescue had the highest total in the state Friday into Saturday, right? Right. And there, I haven't looked. These are Kokorazovs. Okay. I haven't looked at our network yet yeah. because our network, we had one Kokoraz observer in Salem County. 
but we've got multiple weathernet stations at little um at uh, mannington and at um, lower alloways creek township and just into cumberland county uh, at uh, greenwich there so i have to look at those totals and then over to fortescue yeah which was yeah. really soaked yeah so i haven't put together all the numbers yet um, but they are really impressive for yeah. certainly a one week period but even in some regards for the entire month yeah and I, i'll leave with this and we'll move on i know in uh long beach island there was some pretty significant flooding there too there was a little bit of tidal flooding component to that but a lot of it was just the rain that fell over the weekend you know that friday into saturday and i know in surf city there was from the national weather service called local storm reports for everybody listening but um surf city they said pretty much every road was flooded except for long beach boulevard the main road that goes through there um yeah so, you know, it was impressive uh, for here in our corner of the state. I want to flip the page here. We'll go from wet to hot because when we were going into the beginning of the month, it was dry. And when you get kind of a warming wind, it can warm up quickly here. And uh, we did just that um, for a, a good stretch of the month. But I want to focus on um, specifically what happened, uh, the dates where I'm trying to pull up the exact dates we had. It was April 12th to the 14th. Um, Quite warm across the area. We had record uh, warm low temperatures at Atlantic Sea International Airport. We had a record high on that Thursday, 87 degrees. Um, and even Atlantic City Marina. Now, this is the impressive one. We talk about the shark and sea breeze, sea breeze, sea breeze. always cold. Well, there was two days in a row in the 80s, Wednesday and that Thursday, including a record high on Thursday. Well, that was the first time since April of 1976 we went even two days in a row with highs in the 80s. So it was really impressive heat from, like, the bridges to the beaches all the way in that stretch. And, uh, you know, and we can talk about wildfires too, but it was kind of like a tinderbox, really, with the number of brush fires that were going on. Yeah, because the winds were blowing. The humidity was low. It's a typical spring setup. Yeah. In the summer, you'd have more humidity and prop and and almost certainly less wind. But you're in this swing transition season, and you have strong low pressure systems that can help generate the wind. And the atmosphere isn't soaked with moisture as it gets later in the summer, and partly because it's the waters are so cool offshore still. Um, so it becomes, as you said, a tinderbox, and, and it was really serious there. And then you you bring the temperatures in the 80s. Yeah, those are days when Fortescue, which is on this, the, the Delaware Bay shore, they were the coolest spots in the yes. state because the winds were coming from the south and they were strong enough that you didn't develop sea breezes along the Atlantic shoreline. Um, so it was it was an impressive uh, couple of days. Marina, uh, not the marina, the airport also hit 87 on the 6th of the month. So even with last week of, of the last week of April running about five, six degrees below normal, except right at the coast, it wasn't so extreme. Yeah. We still ended the month four degrees above normal, which is up there I, statewide. It's the end of the semester. <laughs> Wait, no time yet. I'll give you a second. Really look, really look at look at the rankings. Um, but this is going to be among the warmer Aprils on record, despite 
how cool it was for the last week. So you can yeah. imagine that warmth that continued another week. We could be talking about the warmest April uh, on record, this this broken record, if you will. Yeah. And, you know, with that cooler stretch, like high temperatures, probably going to end up below average for 13 days in a row in Atlantic County, starting on the, the uh, April 24th and going all the way until pretty much May. I'm trying to look at my calendar here. All the way to May to 6th, really, could all be below average with our high temperatures. So, you know, we sometimes a little recency bias when you're thinking, hey, how could April be above average? But remember, we were on the beach some of these days in April, and I saw pictures of people on the beach. There were people there um, on some really early oh, summer-like yeah. stretches here across the area. So um, yeah, let me ask you, I, you know, I put up a Twitter poll about this. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. What do you like better in New Jersey? Would you prefer an April beach day or an October beach day? Oh, <laughs> I would say October. Uh, first of all, it's that last vestiges of summer. You get to enjoy it. The water is warmer, too. Not that you necessarily want to go swimming, but it's not even under consideration when you're in April right. to go to okay. And You know, you, you were in the majority of, of the answers that I got. I I. I could go both ways. I just was, I was actually a little surprised it was so pro October. I just thought people would have liked, because everyone loves that first warm day outside. So I thought, well, as an extension, people might like that first beach day outside, especially one that they're not used to yet. That was my thought, but I agree. October beach days are, are a bonus time for sure. Yeah, I don't think people are quite ready. They still haven't pulled out the summer uh, wardrobe. Yeah. And maybe in October there, they're just hanging on to it for the last time. Just but, in case. You could have yeah. a good point. You could have a good point. All right. We're going to take a break here. On the other side, uh, we have to talk about April 1st tornado outbreak. Um, we're going to talk about the April temperatures and the precipitation as well. We'll kind of get you some numbers for a whole month there. You're listening to the Something in the Air podcast. The press of Atlantic City is such a unique place for weather, and it's not just because I'm working here. Let me tell you why. We're the only place in the state with a degreed meteorologist, and that means we're writing weather stories, climate stories, environmental stories you're not going to get anywhere else in New Jersey. Plus, with a meteorologist like me, you're able to get forecast videos twice a day from our state-of-the-art IBM Max graphics system, a weather column each day, of course, these podcasts, and Plenty of social media postings I'm sure many of you had seen. So if you're interested in more weather, we have our free daily weather newsletter for you at pressofac.com slash newsletters. It comes out every morning in your inbox around 7 a.m. And if you want it all, you can subscribe to the Press of Atlantic City at pressofac.com slash subscribe. Welcome back, everybody, to the Something in the Air podcast brought to you by the Press of Atlantic City. New episodes at the top of every month. Join with me. At the top of every month is New Jersey State Climatologist Dr. Dave Robinson here. Um, so we talked about two notable events in April. We'll talk about probably the biggest one statewide, although not as much for our corner of the state. And that was the tornado outbreak on April the 1st, Saturday the 1st here. We tied with uh, the most number of tornadoes in one day at 7 a number of them straddled along Interstate 195, Northern Ocean, Southern Monmouth. We did have one, though, in Hamilton Township. Now, this one was a little bit of a surprise to me because 
It didn't look like much on radar, but credit to the National Weather Service, they saw some damage that could have been tornadic. They went out there and looked at it, I believe, the following Tuesday. Storms were on Saturday, confirmed it to be a tornado. We went there, um, you know, and what impressed me, well, a, couple, a lot of things impressed me about this, but I think what I thought was also notable was there was not one EF0 tornado. So the enhanced Fujita scale goes from zero to five. Typically in Jersey, we're seeing those weak zeros or ones, um, but none of them was a zero. They were either ones or twos. And I'll just say on a side note, in Delaware, they had an EF3 that unfortunately did kill one person. Um, so it was a, uh, you know, they say March comes in like a lion, and I know it didn't. April came in like a lion, though, for sure. No, I absolutely did. And uh, we're fortunate there were no serious injuries or deaths in New Jersey. Um, but that, you know, rivals some tornadic outbreaks we've seen in the past. Um, back in on a November day in 1989, we had an equivalent number of storms. Uh, I might add one of the storms in Seagirt, an EF2, which was very short-lived, came within a couple of hundred yards of our weather network station at Seagirt at the State Police and National Guard training facility. We had a 71 mile an hour wind gust at that station. Uh, it destroyed a building on the grounds of that uh, complex, um, but it didn't hit our station, fortunately, nor again do any damage to homes. Um, it was just a storage building from what I understand. But that that was quite an average. I mean, it was a supercell that just came out of Pennsylvania, exploded just south of um, Trenton and just tracked its way across the state. Now, there are plenty of other strong storms and some quick downpours throughout the state, but it was that one cell that really spawned six of those storms. Yeah, and I should say, too, there was also a water spout off of Atlantic City. Um, one of the best-lit water spouts, tornadoes I've ever seen it was like bright white the clouds it was impressive i think it was just the way it was over the skyline that doesn't get count in the records um only tornadoes that touch land uh make uh records water spout is essentially a tornado but it's over water um but that was uh you know a couple hundred yards away from being tornado eight and we did actually see some damage in Atlantic City with that cell that came through. There was a billboard that got blown over. number of trees were down as well in the city. Um, it just didn't look to be um, cyclonic damage, meaning the, the the damage wasn't in a circular motion around one point. It was more straight line wind damage. Um, you know, but it was an intense day. Kudos to the Storm Prediction Center, too, government agency out in Norman, Oklahoma. They really highlighted the risk for tornadoes and we got tornadoes here. And uh, I, I know you said this before, um, you know, here and there, but, you know, no real correlation, right, between climate change and there all these tornadoes that we've seen. No, you're right. There's nothing really. We had a, a, a cluster, if you will, of years with above normal. We normally have two tornadoes a year in the state, uh, late 80s and early 90s. Now you can make the case we're in a cluster here because we've had not every year. I think last year we had two tornadoes in the state. The year before was a big year. Um, but there's there's too few, and they've been too interspersed. I think I looked. 
12 years this century, we've had two or fewer in a year. We've gone several years with none. So no trend, no correlation. You could say, well, this was early April. Well, the biggest outbreak in 89 was in November. Yeah. So they're even unseasonable in some cases. Now we had the big outbreak at the end of July, two yep. years ago. 2021. So it, it's all over the place. So really, uh, people shouldn't worry about that. Um, we're very fortunate these, while ones and twos, we had the three back with Ida um, two years ago. Um, but we've been very fortunate. Not that we can't have stronger tornadoes here. I don't want to give anyone the impression that we're, I'm not saying we're on borrowed time. Um, but I'm also not saying that we could potentially have stronger storms. You know, look into the future. You know, it's a really tough call. I think there might be more prevalence of tornadoes eventually this far up the coast, a little bit more turbulent, like down in the Tidewater of Virginia, where the 30th of April had an EF3 tornado um, and, and even the D.C. area. Um, so I wouldn't take that off. I think nationwide, we're not necessarily going to have more, but the regionality may shift some. But you have to remember, it's awfully tricky to generate these storms, as you know better than me. You need to have that cold air in yeah. there uh, to help things out as well. And the higher latitudes are warming faster than the middle latitudes. So that actually will reduce the thermal gradient, which could counterbalance the increased warmth in terms of giving us more storms. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. So, you know, I, I, I've seen a little bit of chatter on social media. People have talked to me about it, but, you know, really no correlation um, at this time. Well, uh, let's go take now take the uh, the 30,000 feet look. We'll look at our temperatures and precipitation. Let's start with the temperatures. Um, we were doing a little, you were doing a little research during the break. And, uh, you know, people might think that, oh, man, April was chilly, right? Past week was kind of cool. But uh, we got to remember the rest of the month as well. Well, we looked preliminary numbers for the state. Looks like the fourth warmest. April on record. Remember, the, the records for the state go back to 1895. <clears throat> What's amazing is we're going to end up in the top 10. There's no question about it. Yeah. That will make five of the last 10 months, starting with last July, five of the last 10 months have ranked in the top 10 for warmth in the last 128 years. Excellent. That's yeah. impressive. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Cra I like crazy. It's crazy. 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 Yeah. Now, for Atlantic City and the marina and the airport, uh, it was even a little warmer in South Jersey to lean the South a little warmer. At, at the, uh, at the uh, marina, the 55.8 degree average temperature in April was 4.4 degrees above normal and ranks number one. And as many people listening to this might recall, marina. Records go back to about 1870. So really impressive. 1874, you know, okay. 1873, and, 1874 for now, 1873, it's December or something, but go ahead. Yeah. And, and um, at the airport, which only goes back into the 50s, um, 4.1 above normal at 56.6. And that ranks number two. Um, so South Jersey, it was 
in the one or two range statewide it was f- roughly four it might go to five i don't know if we'll go up to three but you know we were talking about the recency you mentioned that in the last segment yeah. um we just remember the last week was pretty darn cool and we had jackets right. right but hey you know it too you know even the past week though you know we're all still going off a 1991 to 2020 average you know if this was 30 years ago not all that cool those temperatures that's true and that's in part because as we've talked about on this podcast many times the clouds kept the nighttime lows up although we had one freeze last week that went all the way down into into woodbine we did yep. just touched below freezing a little later than average for the last freeze now along the coast the marina um down in fortescue going even up to um up through the Del- lower Delaware Basin, they haven't had a freeze in some cases since March 20th. So no freezes at all in the right. month of April. Right. So it varies around our state and it and and so close by it varies where you are at the marina or over at the airport. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then we have to talk about precipitation. We mostly talked about it because it mostly has to do with what we saw last weekend about where did we wrap up in uh, South Jersey here? Yeah, I'm going to cheat a little and include the Coco Ross reports for this morning, which are dated May 1st. um, When we look at some of these totals, Atlantic County, the wettest spot, Egg Harbor City at 7.91 inches. Now, if you exclude yesterday's rain after OBS in the morning. Ventnor at 613 was tops. Uh, on the low end, uh, it was Hamilton was on the low end at 6.13 going through this morning, right. the 1st of May. Um, Cape May County top 9.27 at Woodbine, low 6.33 at Ocean City. Those are pretty impressive. That's, that's, yeah, when your lowest is over six, you, you're, you're doing uh, pretty good. For that's yourself. a month and a half of rainfall. Yeah. Plus, Tom's River up in the Ocean County, nine point oh eight, and and at Barnegat Light, five point two seven. So these are very impressive totals, and as I said earlier, liquid gold, liquid gold for us indeed. All right, we got about 60 seconds left. Tell us what's going on with the uh, climate office and uh, tell us where they can get climate data. Yeah, first of all, go to njclimate.org. And from there, you can look at all historic climate data and look at the rankings. But you can also link from there to our weather network and actually link there to our COCORAS um, program. And you can sign up for COCORAS. Um, so yep. we're 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 busy. Um, lot going on, a lot to write up with the April narrative. Uh, and uh on we go into the summer and we'll see just what that might bring us. A lot of talk of El Nino coming along, yep. um, yep. which generally results in a less active Atlantic hurricane season. Maybe we can talk about that next time around. Yes. And uh, I'm glad you said next time around because we got a programming note for you. Unfortunately, we're not going to have a May update unless Dr. Robinson wants to do it himself and upload it into our system. I mean, you could. I'll give you the password. Uh, But uh, I'm going to be away from the 20th all the way until June 6th. I will be across the pond in Italy. Uh, So I'll be enjoying the Mediterranean climate out there. But then you're also going to be 
across the pond in late June and into July. But for that one, I'm probably just going to do it myself. We might bring in my other weather dad, Jim Everwine, for that one. We'll see what happens. But in the meanwhile, happy birthday to you, Dr. Robinson. And to you, sir. Thank, thank you very much. And uh, we will talk with you guys again soon. So thanks for listening to the Something in the Air podcast.